Oh, hi there. Welcome back once again to the Wednesday Morning Surf Report, the podcast that answers tomorrow's questions today. I'm your host. My name is Rick Larson. And uh, today I'm joined by two amazing guests, both improvisers, both uh, out of based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and both named some form or another of the diminutive form of the name William. So I like to have themes to uh, to my guests. So I'll uh, I'll introduce uh, first. Uh, going around in a circle to my left, uh, Bill Binder. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hey, Bill. What's uh, what's a fact you'd like the world to know about you? About myself? Yeah. Uh, I am left-handed. That's uh, that's a pretty interesting interesting fact. Um, how does that like left-handed, right-handed stereotype play out in your life? Is it pretty spot on? Or? Yeah, pretty much. You know, all those uh, memes, uh, pretty accurate. Okay. You're pretty sinister. Yep. And all that. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. My brother is left-handed, and I'm right-handed, and I've always been the more like artsy, creative type, and he's much more the practical. Uh, yeah, I've always responsible one. I've actually always wondered about that because I'm very mathematical, but also yeah, uh, own a theater, so. Yeah, both I, sides so are better. Yeah, it's entirely possible that the whole thing is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's also within the uh, realm of possibility. Um, and I'm now going to introduce our second guest, uh, also uh, named William uh, Billy Brandis. Hello, how are you? Hey, great, uh, Billy. What's something you'd like the world to know about you? Um. I would say that I have really bad social anxiety and tend to be pretty awkward at times. Okay, yeah, that uh, that seems not more common, I think, than when I was a kid, but like more widely recognized as a thing. Just always felt that way, and there's yeah. just certain kind of little, I don't want to call them ticks, I guess, but there's just things mm-hmm. that kind of make me a bit more self-conscious of it. Okay. Like certain steps that I take seem to just kind of, uh, not yeah. work and, I'm, and it always happens at the most inopportune time and it looks like I'm stumbling uh, and I'm not Yeah, I, I find that I have a lot of uh, family members who have a high degree of social anxiety and I, I don't know that I do I'm actually very extroverted I found out kind of late in life like I like being around people I, I like meeting new people and all the, all the things that extroverts are supposed to like but I was a super super shy kid oh um, yeah I feel that's where improvs helped me out a bit yeah. I'm a natural introvert okay. and by by doing this for the past you know year and a half uh-huh. I find myself being a bit more confident in certain situations oh, you know, cool. or I just don't yeah. care about it as much anymore yeah I think that's that's something that uh, that is um, I think people don't understand about anxiety is is you you are you're focusing so much on it. It's not necessarily that you. Oh, I don't, I'm rambling now. <laughs> I, I'm not a doctor. Um, we do have uh, to to go back to making this all about me. We um, got a puppy a few months ago, and I took her to obedience school. And it turns out that uh, German shepherds are naturally high-strung, kind of anxious dogs. 
And the trainer said they're not necessarily more anxious than other dogs, but they're very smart and focused, and they focus on their anxiety, and it makes it worse. It's because they're right-handed dogs. Yeah, they are very right-handed dogs. Um, I originally was going to say that I was right-handed to follow up with them, oh. but then you had mentioned something about it, and I feel like it would just kind of... Yeah, yeah. we we need a third hand for <laughs> this to balance out. Um, but uh, the our German Shepherd is actually... For a German Shepherd, a particularly anxious dog. Like, she was in puppy school for six weeks, and it wasn't until the end of the fourth week that she would even take a treat from the trainer. She would just she would just circle the room and try to be in the opposite corner from him for weeks, for weeks. And then so we're like trying to teach her sit, and she's like, "This guy's gonna murder me." <laughs> so you have the Gene Wilder of dogs. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah, I think if she could talk, she would probably be like a Jerry Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the clown who cried is getting released. Oh, wow! I'm very excited about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I keep hearing rumors, but is this a new? Well, two things happened. Once it got it re- got inducted into the National Registry, which means it has to be released by 2026. But oh, like no. a big chunk of it was released like two weeks ago. Okay. I haven't yeah, sat down and watched yeah. it yet, but like, man, that's yeah. I'm I'm a little scared to watch it. Are you, do you know this movie that no. we're talking about? So sometime in late '60s, I think late '60s, early yeah. '70s. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Lewis decided that he should make a movie about the Holocaust. Uh, Already a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. that's just yeah. No, uh. and <laughs> it was bad enough that it even like he noticed how bad it was. <laughs> And he basically has hidden it, and only like three people in the world have seen it. And Harry Shearer has seen it somehow. I don't know how that happens. Uh, yeah, yet. I was trying to remember. I thought, it, yeah, for some reason, I thought Stanley Kubrick had seen it too, but I might be making that up. That could be. Is Harry Shearer the voice in Mo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he, but yeah, no, the film. He's like he was, he was Terry Lewis, big fan of Mo. <laughs> he was <laughs> like he was taken to a concentration camp. Jerry Lewis's character, and I'm like, oh, you're a clown by trade, so we want you to like, like. But balloon animals and stuff for the kids as they're going into the showers. And I was like, no, this is an idea for a film. This is a terrible idea. Wow. And he's just watching the kids go in and he's the, the clown who cried. So he's just tears and oh, as he's giving man. them balloons. And you're like, this doesn't sound like that, a well yeah, no. thought. I can't imagine. So I wonder, yeah, I wonder if he let Harry Shearer <laughs> see it as like a middle finger to who does the voice of Professor Frank? Oh, I don't know. I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but yeah, he's like, oh, you're going to make fun of my voice. Well, I'll show you. I'll let your friend see my bad movie. <laughs> That's very complex. My ter- yeah. <laughs> Jerry Lewis, when he gets it even with you, he, he puts you through some spaces. Oh, man. A few of us went to see Jerry Lewis when he was in Phoenix. And it was, oh, my gosh. He, he's a miserable human being. He's yeah, We he owe is. him a lot in the history of comedy, but he is a miserable human being. He's a terrible, terrible yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that a lot of comedians reach a certain age and they're like, I'm suddenly not interested in doing anything but racist jokes. <laughs> yeah. I think for Jerry Lewis, the age was 17. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's, I suppose, yeah, there's probably a lot more racial stuff than I remember. But maybe they were. It's more, more. It's more now. They were, they were conscious of it and like filtered it out. And now he's like, I get to say whatever I want. Mm. And well, I actually had no idea. I almost checked out a Jerry Lewis documentary the other day from the library. Oh, I'm glad okay. I didn't know. 
Eh, might still you be just saw one. You just heard yeah, one. Basically, yeah. All you yeah. at home just heard a Jerry Lewis documentary. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was, I was thinking of Gallagher. And I, oh, remember, yeah. I remember watching them as a kid and vaguely kind of remember a couple of, you know, like early 80s racist jokes about Arabs or things like that. But it didn't seem like it was the big tentpole Not the focus. of his entire act. Right. Yeah. But it definitely seems to have grown. Yeah, the Gallagher's uh, plural <laughs> yeah. have gotten pretty. pretty <laughs> the Gallagher. <weird>. The Gallagher. <laughs> the Gallagher. Hmm. Yeah. Somebody should make that a video game <laughs> where you just Play. a little Gallagher head shooting mm-hmm. watermelons descending from this. I'm on it. From the sky. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't see anything wrong with this plan. <laughs> I, I see no downside. Step three: profit. Somebody just found <laughs> an Easter egg in Donkey Kong. Oh, wow. That game has been out for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, they just took it off the new release shelf <laughs> like a year ago. Oh, man. Well, should we answer a question? Yes. All right. Um, I didn't uh, think ahead as far as who's going to get to pick it. So uh, I'll let you guys fight it out. Go for it, Bill. All right. And, uh I should get a sponsor for the question. Like, today's question is brought to you by... Remax. Yes. Um, what's the deal with danger? What's the deal with danger? That's a fantastic question. Oh, oh thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, what do you guys... What do you think the deal with danger is? Uh, danger's fun. Okay. Yep. To a point. To a point. Uh, I'm definitely and then less fun. I suppose yeah. until the... So it becomes dangerous. Like just the danger part's fun, but when it becomes dangerous, yeah, yeah, when it's kind when, of sketchy. When the risk is actually, yeah, I guess there are multiple meanings of it. I'm definitely not an adrenaline junkie. I've mm-hmm. learned, like it's no, like yeah. roller coasters scare me. My favorite ride at Disneyland is uh-huh. uh, well, I haven't been there in a while, so I, don't, I hope it's still there. Is the Pinocchio ride? The <laughs> okay, kids ride when you, like when you first I know that ride. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's my favorite ride of all time. Mine is actually surprisingly in that genre, is uh, is Mr. Toad's Wild that's, Ride. Yeah, that's, that's a number great two. Yeah, number that two. one is great pretty ride. fantastic. Um, no, I'm I'm a big roller coaster guy. I'm a big uh, uh, whatever crazy ride. Uh-huh. Um, like a couple years ago at the state fair, they had a ride. I, I use the word ride loosely, where they just you go up to the top of a crane and then like a drunk carny just pushes you off of it <laughs> into a yes. net. Yeah. I was like, yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah. Are you attached to And the net is deep No, fried. no, they just literally push you off a ledge and you fall into a fireman's net. Wow. That's the ride. That's um, insane. I always sign up for those things. Though. Have you ever jumped out of an airplane? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's actually more peaceful than you might think. Oh, uh, Like yeah. for a second, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> but as soon as you pull the chute, it's like there's nothing around you. You're only going at six miles an hour, and there's nothing. So you just uh-huh. gliding down the parachute seems like it would be really cool. But the, what it takes to get there, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah, I I would have to be like wrestled out of the plane. <laughs> well, I, I will, know. <laughs> I will support that choice because mm-hmm. you know the if you guys ever been in those planes where they jump out of. No, like no. The, the way the movies show you is you, you jump out like almost like you're diving into a pool, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's scary, but like the actual way is actually way scarier. Oh, okay. You fall out, don't you? No. You, you, they poke you with a tennis a, racket. They, and, they, comes up behind you and, and I'm sure there's you. different methods, but the way I've always done it is like you reach out and you put your hand on the strut under the wing. I'm yeah. doing hand gestures that they can't see at home. Yeah, sure, sure. And then you hold it 
you're holding oh, now he's giving hands. us all the finger yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> and then they say step off so you kick your legs out and then you're like bugs bunny holding on to a magic carpet you're just like like oh wow. you're like be you're holding on to a plane oh wow <laughs> and your feet are behind you and they're like let go and you're like no yeah, this is a very safe plane. I don't <laughs> and if want I let to do go, that. Yeah. Then there's nothing. And you just let go, and just like one second after you let go, that plane is so far away from you. And you're like, no. Oh, <laughs> boy, why did I do that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Did, I, I mean, did you do this like tandem, or was it just you solo? No, I love. You have to go tandem, don't you? No, no, because I went, I love this place. I would not, I don't go diving in. In Arizona, because they're so lax, they're like, "Oh, you can pack your own chute." I'm like, "I don't want to pack my own chute." <laughs> no, no. That's a level of danger. I don't like <laughs> Michigan. The place I used to go is run by a World War II vet. You have to spend like a full day training, and if oh, you wow. don't take it seriously, they send you home. You learn every safety precaution and everything. You do it dozens and dozens of times to make sure you do everything right, and then mm. you don't do it tandem. Um, but like, I'm confident. Like, yeah, you, this guy trained me well enough that I feel okay to do it. Okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had um, a very local reference, but there's a, a stack interchange where a bunch of freeways come together. And one of the directions, if you go from one freeway to another, you're up like three stories high. And uh, I found out my daughter is kind of afraid of that. Mm. And when we go that way, she, like, knows it's coming and tenses up. And she'll ask me, like, are we going up? Are we up high? And for a while, she hated any driving over any kind of bridge. She would be like, and we even live next to where the freeway is kind of down. Mm -hmm. And so we're on the ground, and the freeway's dug into the ground. But it feels like you're driving on a bridge when you're on the access road next to the freeway. Uh -huh. And she didn't like doing that either. She would complain that she did, didn't want to be up so high. What's that? I think it's a play that has the mm -hmm. quote, you know, looking over a ledge, you're not afraid of falling, you're afraid of jumping. Ah. It's like, Because yeah. mm. hmm. that's like, there's always those weird instincts, right? Yeah. For me, it's such a big, like every time I walk by a grate, if I'm holding my keys, a little part of me is like, I could throw these keys right down the grate right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. why would I do that? <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, we have those, like, self-destructive urges. There, mine, you know? Yeah, mine is, is oddly, like, I am pretty nervous around heights just in general. But having people too close to me mm. when I'm up high just makes me think, like, because I had the kind of, I had the kind of parents, like, my dad would. Like, I'd be on a swing, or we'd go on the Ferris wheel, and he would shake the little gondola and be like, oh, oh, oh man. man, yeah. <laughs> and so my big fear is that we're going to do that, and then, like, whoops, or or somebody's going to, like, pretend to bump into me and then really do it, and we fall off the, the I feel like through that, the, like, three-inch thick glass on the Sears Tower. But I feel like that waiting for the train sometimes, or the light rail, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. standing on the platform sometimes, I always think that someone's going to come out and... Kind of like how you're talking about shove you off that, oh, that, yeah. that uh, yeah. fair ride or whatever. I feel like someone's going to come out and push me in front of the train. So I'll try to stand with my back towards like the gate or whatever as much, you know, as many times as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I went to the, to the Sears Tower in Chicago, I walked around the observation deck with my left hand on the <laughs> center wall. Because mm -hmm. there's like a center room and there's a wall that goes all the way around. And, and Yeah, there's just... I did the Empire State Building recently, mm -hmm. and 
uh, the exact numbers might be wrong, but like they take you up to the like 86th floor. That's the main tour. And like, yeah, if anybody wants to go up to like the last three levels, you can. It's just that it's kind of a dumb, it's like a cr- cramped staircase and stuff. And most people are like, no, we're fine. That's where like, they, yeah, that's where yeah. they put all the King Kong shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was at the 84th, 85th floor, whatever, and I was just looking, I was like, yeah, okay. And then I went up those like, extra three floors, and that, for whatever reason, that just that little difference, I was like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. That so, was 86. Was that's fine, but fine. 89, nope. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. That is insane. I used to live across the street from the theater at that landmark uh, high-rise building. Oh, right yeah. There. And uh, for like a year and a half, I lived on the 15th floor of that. And I used to go out there and just stand on the balcony and get as close as I could to the railing and look over. And I would get, it almost like you could feel the balcony kind of wobbling a little mm-hmm. bit. And that would always give me a little bit of a panic attack. Uh, I love, I was talking about fear, Jim Davis, creator of Garfield. Mm. Not somebody known for their cutting edge anything. No. Uh, but I think it was 1991. The, the, you have to do a Halloween issue. He's like, hmm. So he asked all his friends, like, what are you scared of? Oh, okay. And what everybody else, everybody said was like, loneliness. So he wrote this five-part Garfield strip. Yeah. It's the most terrifying. I've heard about this. Garfield just wakes up, everything's gone, he's starving to death, and like... Yeah, I had this. I had this book as a child, and I never knew the backstory. Yeah, of, and like, he just slowly he goes mad, friends. and then dies, and then he basically dies at the end. And this is like, okay, what? Yeah, yeah, that's out of that's a little off brand for Garfield. <laughs> and it all happened on a Monday, and that's why Garfield <laughs> hates Mondays. Absolutely, because of that time he died. <laughs> I collected all those books when I was a kid. The Garfield books. I think I, I got up to twenty. Four or five before wow. I stopped. Oh wow! Yeah, I had a very weird like mid-teens um, interest in the Family Circus. Wow! And I think I'm the only one. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to say like maybe like thirteen or fourteen. I found a couple at the at like a yard sale. Mm-hmm. That's Bill and they Keen, were super right? old. Yeah, isn't, yeah. He, isn't he from Arizona? I don't know if he was born here, but he definitely he, lived here. He retired here, yeah. for sure. I, mean, I think he may have been from here. He knew he had some kind of time. It's weird, too, because you read Family Circus, and, like, they don't say this in Arizona, but they reference stuff, and you're like, what? Like, uh, was it Bill Luke? Who owns Bill Luke Dodge is, like, oh. is a character in a Family Circus? I was like, wait, what? It's like, that's oh, my neighbor, yeah. Bill Luke. And it's like, oh, they're probably actually neighbors with Bill Luke. <laughs> <I> probably, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably, probably true. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I just found, like, these old ones, and... I think I hadn't yet realized that he was reusing like the same eight jokes <laughs> in the years ever since. But I was like, yeah, this is kind of true of little kids, and they are like this. And, I yeah. am fascinated. That I mean, sure, you go back to the 1920s, fine. But like from I don't know the 1950s up till today, like the comics have barely changed. Like yeah. the sense of humor, like everything else around them has changed. But they're still like. This incredibly banal, milk toast sense of humor, like mm-hmm. incredibly safe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not that everything has to be like risque. I'm not saying it has to be different. It's just so much more than any other form of entertainment. It's really fascinating. Yeah. It's just... like the syndicates locked down. Yeah. And do they still and... do the Far Side? That no. one was kind of out there. Yeah, the Far Side is yeah. gone. But oh. they did like grin and bear it. 
if anyone remembers that comic strip, it's like mm. all the fashions, all the cars, the, yeah. everything looked like it was 1956, and all the jokes were like, a woman driver, what? That's, <laughs> the, one, that's like, yeah. the one that's like three single panels every week. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I went through a, I did a little, like, art project for myself. Like, I could never, like, uh, display it or anything, but I was getting, I would take the newspaper from my parents' house, and I would cut out those three panels, and then I would mix and match the captions until they made the least amount of sense. Oh, yeah. And I had a whole notebook full of these that were just like the senator standing in front of, uh, standing in front of like a, a crowded restaurant and mm-hmm. saying, my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but barely less sense than that. Yeah, yeah, what, than, than what it actually And it wasn't just, said. yeah, it, it was, I called it milk toast, but it was also like the ideals of the 50s, good and bad. Yeah. yeah. So the, they're pretty sexist. They're pretty <laughs> racist. Super, yeah, pretty super conservative. Yeah. yeah. There was a story in an interview in the Comics Journal years and years ago. I don't even remember who they were interviewing, but they had gotten invited to, like, the, the newspaper comic strip uh, awards. And they had prepared something about some, like, anti-Kathy Geiswhite jokes and those absolutely killed because I was like she was considered like the upstart and why is a lady doing well strips like Kathy I've read a lot about Kathy Kathy when she came out it was kind of like Mary Tyler Moore it was like Mm -hmm. a super progressive strip but then Kathy stayed exactly the same and feminism and (laughs) society way past her and like hey Kathy maybe just Shut up now. <laughs> you know, like, you're um, yeah. so far behind with the shoes and the act. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't, wasn't expecting Danger to be so much about... Uh, Kathy? 50s comics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beetle Bailey. Beetle Bailey faced some danger because, you know, Sarge, almost every strip ended up yeah, beating him yeah. until he no longer looked like a human shape. Yeah, it's just a puddle with like a head with over a here head, and, like, foot like, yeah. and shoes next to it or something. Yeah. Oh, Beetle Bailey. I love that. I love, I love uh, cartoon cursing. It's just a bunch of symbols. Mm-hmm. And, uh, predating emojis by a couple decades. Or like so, the fight scenes cool. when it's just a, like a fist coming out, you of know, a and cloud. a leg yeah. and a, a cloud. And like a number sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> Somebody should start a streaming service for like UFC and boxing, like just any kind of fighting sport. Mm-hmm. And but it's a streaming service, so it's in the cloud, and it's just that it's a cloud with arms and lightning bolts sticking <laughs> out of it. And I won't subscribe to it because I probably won't watch any fights, but I'll be glad to know that it exists. I'll tell you what is like that and is also dangerous was, um, I'm sure it's still around, but is anybody familiar with, a, I think it's called NFL Red Zone? Do you know what this is? I know it's a uh, thing. I've it's heard where you can watch like all the all the, all at once, I guess, before they score a touchdown or while they're about to. It's like, they're, it's like, they're like as soon as somebody scores a touchdown, they're like, oh, well, they're going to reset the ball, so it just immediately cuts to another game. So like every six seconds, it changes to a different game. Wow. And it's just like... It's like that episode of Max Hedrum where they were just overloaded with all the information until yeah, it exploded. Yeah. It's just I watched it for a minute. I was like, "This is too much. This is too much." <laughs> this like, is, yeah, this, this is, is just 
football switching every couple seconds to a different game. It's just the the last ten minutes of two thousand one. You're like, oh, now he's a baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now there's crops. One of those like videos where the doctor puts you in and keeps your eyes open and it's just like flashing different yes. scenes. Yeah, you know, not like, the bloody. There's a worm cr crawling yeah. across a face and yeah. moldy apple. Yeah, very Clockwork Orange. Yeah, and it's also uh, the the I was trying to remember a, vi a visual from The Ring, like the you're in the bottom of the well. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. so, what did you consider dangerous when you were a kid? Because though I remember when I was a kid, things I thought were very dangerous were not, and probably vice versa. Yeah, let me think about that because I do remember one time. I don't know if this is exactly the answer you were looking for to that question, but I remember one time my brother and I had like a, a gallon milk carton. And mm -hmm. For some reason we had two. I don't know if they were if they had originally held water, but we had rinsed them out and we were filling them up at the kitchen sink and pouring them on each other in the middle of my family's kitchen. And I remember telling each other, like, let's see how much trouble we can get into. <laughs> and I maybe I just blacked it out, <laughs> but I don't really think that we did. But weird times, like, you'd just interrupt them when they were on the phone or something like that, and they would go off. And I remember, like, being, as a teenager, thinking just, like, I really don't know what is and isn't going to make, especially my dad, like, what is going to make him mad and what isn't. So it was very unpredictable. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean, experience. that's always games with parents, and it rarely has anything to do with what you exactly just did. It's yeah, like a yeah. series of other related things, but like you just like when parents lose, you're like, what? What just happened? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's often that they're just having a bad day at work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I um, I um, I had the opposite happen. I'll share a story of danger. I was a baby, okay. fell out of my crib. I was okay, but if a baby falls out of crib, you get that checked out. Yeah. All right. Uh, so mom's like, oh, we should go to the to the doctor. So my mom's making ham. She hears boom. She's like, oh no. So she puts the ham away, calls the hospital where my doctor was. And he's like, yeah, come on down. So she's kind of hurting, you know, I'm like, okay. Uh, calls my grandma to come pick her up. Grandma comes, picks us up, takes us to the hospital. So far, so good. Um, my dad gets home. Doors open. Because uh, mom was cooking ham, there's a bloody knife on the kitchen counter. No mm. one's home. Phone number for the hospital's there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's concerned. Yeah. So the first person he calls is my grandma, because she lived nearby. She's not home. Oh, no. So, uh, yeah, he was a little concerned. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can imagine. Rightly so. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. It wasn't funny for him then. No, I'm, <laughs> but yeah. now, yes. Yeah. So many things that uh, I think are funny that my dad at one point did not think were funny. <laughs> that maybe defined what I think is funny overall. <laughs> Things my dad did not think were funny. Yeah, a pretty a pretty big Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the only the only humor thing that my dad and I agreed on was George Carlin. Oh sure. And I think we liked different parts of George Carlin's <laughs> act, but uh, he was also very into Cheech and Chong. I say was. He's still alive. Um, just not in Cheech and Chong anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, probably. I think he probably still is. I think, I think, he's still a guy who will quote a Cheech and Chong bit in a, in a conversation. If uh, if you ever need to know everything you need to know about him, that's a, a good place to start. Okay. Well, so I know we talked. We had a conversation on a past episode about like, have you ever made your parents laugh? And 
Oh man, that's and, the best. And, and, yeah, I don't it turns know if I ever have. It really? turns out that a lot well, of a lot of my comedy friends have not ever made their parents yeah. laugh. I don't think that I have uh, on purpose. I think there was one time when I fell wearing flip flops because <laughs> 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 I walked through a wet piece of sidewalk and yeah. I fell. And uh, I remember my mom laughing at that. <laughs> I was very much the uh, showman as a kid. Like, actually, I there's a picture of me wearing a costume I made, mm-hmm. not out of clothing items, out of pieces of cloth. Oh, nice. Um, I had a straw hat that I found somewhere, like the like the old like election style. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and a cane I had found, and I was doing like a like a like a vaudeville like <laughs> song and dance soft nice. shoe number. <laughs> My parents are like, what is happening? How do you even know what that is? Uh, but I was doing that stuff all the time, and usually got my parents to laugh at that sort of thing because I was just so silly. I, I remember doing something like that for one of my mom's friends mm-hmm. where I made up a fi- fake funny newscast mm-hmm. and sat in the front of the living room, and she watched it, and she laughed the whole time. <laughs> and then like, she didn't come over for a month or two or three or seven or something. And then she came over one day, and I tried to do it again, and my mom got mad at me and sent me away, and I found out later she was there to, like, tell my mom she was getting divorced. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so. Not not the best time. Yeah. No, the perfect time. That's what she needs. She's a good <laughs> fake news reporter. Like. That's what you need is to hear jokes you heard yeah. seven months ago. Yeah. I think um, the only time I caught my mom laughing at me, and I, I say caught because I don't think it was supposed to happen, but mm-hmm. when I was a probably say maybe eight or something like that i was trying to either unchain or chain the dog up onto mm-hmm. the, the little thing in the back yeah. and molly was her name and she was being a, a she's being a pain and i said sit still you little shit and i hear my mom giggling and i look over my shoulder that's the first time she heard me use a cuss word i think mm-hmm. too oh, and yeah. so she you know total uh um candid moment and she kind of laughed a little bit but i uh i think that i was an, i argued with my parents a lot not abnormal amount you know normal teenage amount but I was also so sarcastic and one time my dad said that I should be busting my butt doing something and I said I split it down the middle (laughs) and he was so angry but both him and mom were like (laughs) (laughs) like, acknowledged okay (laughs) that was funny when I was 16 Mm -hmm. um, we I remember getting a new video game for Christmas and I remember sitting in my brother's bedroom playing it and swearing every time I would like fall oh, off the ledge, no. <laughs> and he got mad mm-hmm. and told me he didn't want to hear that. So the next time I fell off and died, I yelled "sexual intercourse." <laughs> <laughs> he came up behind me and hit me so hard. Well earned. I hadn't been hit in so long. And I was like, I was surprised that the real cuss word didn't get it. It was the smartassness. Yeah, well, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> That's well earned. Well, it's kind of like that old trick that I guess I used, me and my friends used to do this all the time. But you know, you have the music up kind of loud in your bedroom. Parents come in, turn that down. So you just turn it up even louder like after they walk away for a second and then they come in even more mad and then you just turn it back down to the volume that you already had it at oh, before. Oh, clever. And so they're kind of like that mind trick. Yeah. But once they figure out what you're uh, doing after a while, it's a uh, like no. very funny. Yeah, no. Um that's a, that's a good one though. Uh, mixing the fear of heights with uh, pricks on your parents, we went to visit, me and my brother were the worst of my mom and uh, we're always giving her heart attacks. And I remember 
my two favorite times. One, we were out at the Grand Canyon, okay. and there's this area with a parking area. It's a crack. It's a <laughs> yeah. crack in the ground. And there's right a little, down the middle. little fence. Yeah. And it looks like it. It looks like there's this little fence right at the edge. But me and brother went ran up and looked, and like actually the fence, and there was like eight more feet of ground after it, yeah. and then the Grand Canyon. So we're like, whoa. So we just jumped up and sat on the fence. And mom was like, what? Be careful. What are you doing? And we're like, this is like, hey, what's your next? I like crawled down like I'm hanging off of it. Oh, and she almost died. Oh, man. And then another time I had a really nice dress shirt. And I'm walking with my right hand on a chain in front of some building. And it was like that black chain yeah. metal. So my hand was just covered in soot. And I was like, come on. So we just keep walking. I took my other hand and just wiped it on my shirt. Oh. A completely clean hand, but she's like, she had a heart attack. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. <laughs> and I laughed and laughed and laughed. Poor mom. Yep. Well, on that note, we are going to take a quick break. Um, everyone recharge your glasses and come back for more danger. And we're back. Hey, how was your break? Did you guys take good care of yourself? Good. Well, we're going to jump back into our conversation about danger. So, um, we talked a little bit about, like, times you thought you were in danger and you really weren't. Have you ever, and I, I know, obviously, we all have, but those moments when you realize much, much later, like, oh, that probably could have killed me. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. Uh, it happens to me frequently now as an adult. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> I do sure. a lot of traveling. Uh, and I just sort of often am like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Um, but It's usually about donairs. <laughs> it's usually about just eating too many donairs when I'm yeah. in Canada. Um, no, I've, I've done a, a few scrapes where I was like, yeah, that probably shouldn't have ended as well as it did. Um, uh, don't take that for granted. No. Uh, like when I slept in a bathroom in Japan, probably not the safest choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a public toilet. Um, and then uh, this one was exactly the same. Like I remember I fell asleep, not driving, but mm. in the backseat of a car. It was the middle of the night, and we were going over a train track. Okay. And then the train decided right as it was going under us to turn on their light and blow their horn. No. Oh. Like why would you do that? That's <laughs> that's all that does is scare us forever because <laughs> trains are jerks because trains are jerks <laughs> yeah I had a, a moment this very morning where I was driving to work and not like half asleep or anything but definitely in that like mm -hmm. autopilot I'm going to work la la mm -hmm. la 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 and uh, this guy was trying to get over kind of aggressively and mm -hmm. like very nearly I mean, within inches, almost sideswiped my car, mm -hmm. and then saw, oh, there's a person there, and backed off. But not before I freaked the fuck out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, it was like just drinking a, an entire pot of espresso, which is mm -hmm. not a thing, but I would, <laughs> I, I would pour several shots of espresso into a pot and drink it, and not have been as wide awake as I was at that moment. Uh, like five minutes later, I'm still white knuckling it down the road. Like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, this is. Oh, and that happens. You you were awake. He's gone. I. But I'm still. <laughs> when I was driving back and forth to LA every week, like usually in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. like there was definitely times. Like I try to pull over if I was too tired, but there was definitely 
there's definitely times your judgment's not good on whether to pull over or not. Yeah. And um, and you find yourself like, oh. Start wait. seeing things that aren't there. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, just, or, or like hitting a little slick, and you're mm-hmm. fine, but the car sort of swerves for a second, and you're just like, oh, okay, that was, that's when you have those white knuckles for a while there. Yeah. I was driving back from Vegas once, and it was raining, and it was my, I was 17, I think. It was my first time ever kind of doing something like that. Yeah. Went out yeah. there to go pick up a buddy. And on the way back, you know, rainstorm hits. And so we're going down, and, you know, the drive to Vegas, it's the, the freeway where, you know, it, that, that lane coming at you, only thing separating you is that little yellow line. You know, it's right, not, there's right. no divider or anything. So I can't hardly see anything. I'm questioning whether I should pull over. The guys in the back seat are telling me, no, let's just keep going. And then all of a sudden I hit this puddle or some kind of hole in the road. Yeah. And I was going really fast. And my car bottomed out and water went completely over it. And I couldn't see anything. And thankfully there was a, like a, a gas station exit that was coming up and I pulled out over got out of the car and I don't think I've ever been shaking that much in my life like I thought could have could have killed us you know in yeah, any, any in a second and yeah that was probably my worst driving experience I've ever had likewise I was with uh, Jose coming back from LA it was a foggy night and we just hit up hatch and water and like hydroplane and did like a 360 uh, but there was a semi truck right behind us, and when you do a oh 360 God. at the 180 part, you're looking you at a semi truck. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, and uh, and the, yeah, and like you could you can sort of feel it when you do a, in the car, you kind of feel it, and then there it is, and it does that spin around. And it was like that was that was some scary times. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's oh man, I'm getting anxious just <laughs> thinking about it. And I wasn't even there. Um, a friend of mine's uncle picked us up when he was really drunk too. When we were probably like 13 or 14 skateboarding in Scottsdale. And if my mom would have known about this, I probably could have never got to hang out with him ever again. Oh, sure. But his uncle yeah. picked us up, and it was like straight out of a movie. He opens the car door, and like six beer cans fall out oh, on the ground. Man. And we're like, okay. And it was old, like Bronco or something. You know, the real old big ones that are blocky, and there's like no seats in the back. And so me and my buddy like just get in the back there, kind of sitting on the floor of it or whatever. He takes a turn. His pack of cigarettes goes flying off the dashboard, out the window, and driving on the he gets off the freeway and you know how you get off in the exit ramp there's the light there he's speeding down it and the, his girlfriend at the time is like you know the red light's coming and he goes there's no lights on the freeway he had forgotten that he had gotten off the freeway and thought oh, he was geez, still on it man. and he just drove straight through it and then back up on the freeway and yeah that was another scary ride that's yeah ah to be fair, I wasn't driving. Uh, I, I, I won't lie. I, no, no, I, I was uh, I was a little scared when that drug addict beat me up a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, I didn't know I heard about, about this. this. Was this it was right before an Apollo 12 show. Oh. Um, yeah, no, um, there was, yeah, it sounded like some furniture fell over in the massage parlor. So upstairs, and it wasn't, it was just a guy who was just completely, like, out of his mind. And oh, man. just started, promptly started beating me up. I was like, no, this is no good. Um, but like the people by the window, were like the cops are already, they're almost here. So I was like, all right, this guy's be- because he's strong, but because he's so much of drugs, he's not really hurting me. Yeah. And if the cops are going to be here in a couple minutes, best to just be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, as ow. scary as that was, cause I was like, I don't know if he's going to change or if he's going to pull a knife or something like that. But I was like, right now I think the same thing is just do if the cops are going to be here in three minutes, just, give him less yeah. rope a dope him yeah um but still that was that was a unpleasant that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty that's pretty scary i i um i love though the um the funny thing is the the cop showed up they pulled him off they they questioned me um and uh they took that guy somewhere and um but then they're leaving a few minutes later with him in handcuffs and he looks over he's like 
This is exact quote. He's like, "Hey, dude, sorry about that." Oh, <laughs> like, oh, okay. Oh, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was like, yeah. "Oh, we're cool." Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah and the cop was like, "Nope." He's just like, "Nope, nope." <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe a moment of thinking forethought, like, "Oh, I better just act like this was <laughs> no, no big, big deal." deal. Yeah. <laughs> That'll fool them. <laughs> yeah. The cop's like, ah, oh, this seems cool. You can go. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's just your buddy. I was in oh, temp. Yeah. temp. It was just a full contact massage. <laughs> yeah. I was in temp B once driving back from running some errands, and I was stopped at a light, and there was an older gentleman on a bicycle in the bike lane next to me on my right side. And I see in my rearview mirror there's a kid on a longboard because it's kind of over by ASU. He's carrying books or whatever. And I see him coming up behind him. And I had this moment of, like, they're going to collide. This is going to be bad. Oh, yeah. So sure yeah, enough, the yeah. light changes. The, the kid on the longboard shoves the old man off the bicycle into oh. the side of my car. And he lands in between my front and back tire. So I stop. I'm expecting to see his head smushed like a grape on the ground. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thankfully, he's, you know, he's alive. He's all right. Um, we both go to help him up. He looks at the kid at pushing me. He's like, you know, don't you effing touch me, blah, blah, blah. I go to help him up. He's like, you're fine. You have nothing to worry about. A couple other witnesses came over and, like, you know, had my back or whatever. So, so then the cops finally yeah. show up, and they're talking to the kid, talking to me, filling out reports. I'm shaking. Once they kind of both walk over and do their thing, the kid that pushed the guy off his bike comes up to me and tries to bum a cigarette off me what? and try to be all cool about it. And yeah. I was like, man, no. if the cops weren't here right now, I would flip out on you so hard. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Did he just, like, maliciously push that guy? Into oh, yeah, it was totally intentional. What? Because, yeah. I don't know. He's just a jerk. Yeah. People are horrible. A bunch of people that were parked, you know, got out of their cars because it was rush hour, man. Oh, it, sure. was, it was a busy time. And I don't know if you're familiar with the area of Tempe, but it's where uh, Apache turns into Mill, or you could go on to 13th Street. Oh, know, yeah. Like, yeah. it kind of splits goofy. off that way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it happened right there. And, you know, people jumped out of their cars, and everyone's like, hey, if you need me to stick around and fill out the report for you, I will. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to because... I, I've never dealt with anything like this yeah, before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be, you know, I knew not to, to drive away, obviously. Yeah. Oh, man, that's insane. But yeah, he tried, had the audacity to try to come up to me and be like, what are they going to do? He asked me for a cigarette, and then he's like, what are they going to do with you? And I was like, you need to get the F away from me right now. <laughs> oh, that's crazy talk. Yeah. What are they going to do with me after I beat you up? <laughs> right. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, they actually said they were going to give me a scholarship. So... <laughs> I'm going to be in classes with you. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> We're buddies now. I had a roommate in college who was, like, actually, like, unstable. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he, like, had this freak out and just going to kill everybody and everything. And so they, they put me in, like, another part of campus. Mm -hmm. They're like, you can tell a couple friends where you are, but kind of keep on the devil where you're at. So I was a little like freaked out, and they're like, like, like you're actually one of the people he wouldn't kill because you actually were cool to him. But okay. um, I was like, oh well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, a couple friends came over, like, you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm a little shaken up. And like we brought some movies over that they hadn't seen before. They're just like, I heard these movies are good. Oh no. And they brought over Seven and <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> like these were not the best <laughs> movies to choose. <laughs> I also have this old VHS copy of I'm Going to Kill You, comma, Bill Binder. <laughs> yeah. I heard that was very popular in Japan. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, uh, yeah. It was done with puppets. <laughs> oh, but fear, fear's a motivator. Fear's a scary thing. Yeah. yeah. Fear is, uh... oh, man. 
Fear is the heart of love. <laughs> Touche. Yes. Touche. Touche. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, the craziest uh, situation like that I've been in, and I'm kind of drawing a blank, but lived a charmed life. <laughs> I, when you said this, I feel like there's not really scary movies. There's movies that startle you. Yeah. There's not a lot of sense of danger. And I was the first time I saw The Shining, I had to call my mom and have her pick me up. Shining, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say Alien. Uh, and I think the last movie that really had a sense of danger and just like what's happening was uh, The Game with Michael Douglas. Ooh, that's a good one. Because oh. oh. that one you're just yeah. like, you're just like, what's? I don't know. I don't know what's happening, and it's very unsettling. That that felt dangerous. And that that was of, one of the first movies where at the very end, for, for, for at least for me, just going, oh, okay, that kind of spin on it, you know? Yeah. Especially yeah. since, and I'm not going to spoil the end of that movie if you haven't seen it, but like, that was David Fincher. And yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Either. Yeah, there's an ending. But like, yeah. uh, David's not still going. Yes, it's, it's still going. <laughs> Every David Fincher film up to that had a similar but opposite ending. And so I saw that ending, kind of was like, here we go, David Fincher ending. And I was like, oh no, it's, oh, it's Is not. David, David Fincher did Fight Club, too. Yeah. Right? Okay. Fight Club 7. Uh, Panic Room. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man. I, I remember the trailer making me want to see Panic Room, but I never did. It was okay. Um, yeah, I kind of remember for being such a like lasting cultural touchstone that people still reference, I kind of remember a lot of Seven just kind of passing by. I'm like, oh, there's some interesting stuff in here. I thought... Uh, Brad Pitt's performance was interesting in a in a like a naive great way. Yeah. I don't think it was intentional, really, but it came out he came out really good in it. He, he, that and 12 Monkeys. Those are the yeah, two roles that yeah. he was really good in. I think most people remember just the, like the final moments of 7. Yeah. Cuz they were yeah. so intense. Um like and then they remember bits and pieces of the beginning of the film. Yeah. And I feel like that serial killer trope thing is it's very weird how elaborate people think you have to make that oh, yeah. in movies it's like maybe he just killed a bunch of people yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that person I'll kill that yeah um yeah even on the TV shows I was like you know if you want to be a serial killer just kill people randomly and they're yeah. like what's the pattern what's happening yeah just <laughs> Just get a random number generator. And or just do like three that have a very obvious pattern and then just completely ignore it. And then they're just going to be like so confused. Yeah, like, yeah. wait, I thought I knew the pattern. There's more to it. I'm like, nope. The it's pattern a comedy is theory no thing. By the third one, you have a pattern. And then when you break it, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the caption is like, oh man, this time it was. <laughs> get it? Get it? You were totally expecting him to kill. So and so. And then he killed the other guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that coming. All right, all right. Have you ever made cops laugh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I. I don't think that I have. I actually, I was. I, I as a reference to the parents, I did actually when the cops came and uh, uh, uh oh. the aforementioned thing because yeah. uh, two things happened. One, uh, he's like, "You give me around to have any more questions?" I was like. Yeah, I got a show. And he goes, you got a show right now? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I got to do the show. He's coming. He goes, 
yeah, I'll just let the bad guy go and come get your show. <laughs> I was like, yeah, touche, cop. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I said, something, I said something else. I can't remember what it was that, that, made, that made him laugh. But, um, uh, yeah, which he's like, it yeah, most people. probably had a hard K sound in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, most people are not quite as willing to make cops laugh after just getting beat up. I was like, yeah, yeah that's my job. <laughs> Um, what I do. Yeah. I get beat up and then I make cops laugh. <laughs> so. Um, yep. That's my story. Yep, that's think, what I made uh, a cop laugh. I think that uh, pretty much sums it up, too. We've uh, explained thoroughly, exhaustively, and definitively the subject of what is the deal with danger. So I think we will uh, go around the room and plug any upcoming projects or if you want to uh, find out where people can find you online or uh, your favorite Netflix show. We can list all of those things. Uh, Bill, go. What do you uh, got to plug? You can find me on Twitter at WHBinder. I believe I'm still on LO at the same address. No. Uh, so you can find me there if you want. Um, actually, it's really lovely that I don't have any projects coming up. Because I only have a million. Yeah. And I've got like about two months now where I don't have anything coming up except regular shows at the Torch Theater. So I'm going to kind of enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a good... Uh, it's good to ramp those up and you level them off mm-hmm. every now and then, too. Awesome. I caught two uh, two shows of your two lives. It's pretty awesome. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so that's... Two performances. Uh, that's been a fun show, the two lives. It's, uh, it's a deconstruction for those who know uh, improv jargon. But uh, basically it's two characters and then every other character's whole part of that show is just to examine that one relationship so glad you enjoyed it cool yeah and uh billy what do you have coming up or where can people find you on um, the internet i don't do too much social media i just do it i'm just on facebook so just my name billy brandis and uh on thursday we start our first of the four-week run of shows for my level six graduating class Oh, nice. And I'm, I really like the format that we're doing, so I'm looking forward to that. Cool. That'll then, be all through July, or yeah, August, August. July 28th is the first one, and then it goes every Thursday until uh, the 18th, I believe, is the last one. And then also... Math checks out. You can, uh, pretty soon, we will start um, with your show, is it Secret Goldfish? Yes, yes. That will be coming up in September, so you can catch me in that as well. And also uh, Cerberus Cup, I think, on Friday. And just other random stuff at the Torch. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Torch Theater is uh, definitely a frequent, uh, frequent star of our plugs. Um, I will be every second Friday um, appearing with Apollo Twelve, also with Bill, um, and then yeah, I have the uh, the sketch show coming up. We're actually ending our second season of this podcast tonight. Um, I'm taking a couple weeks off to get ready for the sketch show so we have to we have to write all the sketches so that's gonna <laughs> gonna take up our time but we will be back in uh, in October um, with uh, new guests and uh, a few people have already reached out to uh, to be on the show um, we'll probably repeat our poll from the end of season one um, where people got to vote on who was the tallest guest so all right yeah so we'll i haven't thought of a better one so i'll just rerun now (laughs) who was the tallest guest of uh of season two who was the tallest guest of season uh it was my wife gretchen oh that's right yeah i remember that 
won in a uh, kind of a landslide. <laughs> and so that was pretty fun. Um, otherwise, uh, you can find me on Twitter at rlarson4. My regular co-host Jeff Cardello is at jcardello. Um, you can find Gangplank, the place that puts us up every week, um, at Gangplank HQ. Um, they're a great uh, organization that does a lot of cool stuff. Um, you can um, Google yourself. That's always fun as a listener. So I didn't want to make sure we got you guys involved, too. So um, when you get a chance, Google your own name and, uh, and see who else uh, is named the same as you. <laughs> so um, we uh, have been having a lot of fun doing this show. And we will see you soon, and enjoy the rest of your internet. <laughs>